episode. I want to welcome everybody to our second episode of Rubbing Elbows. Uh, this week, we have the amazing Maya Vander from the hit Netflix show Selling Sunset. She's going to share with us, uh, you know, things that she's going through in today's market and how she got involved. Uh, we'll ask her some questions, get some feedback, and hopefully some tips. Uh, learn, you know, we're trying to learn from the uh, best in the business. So uh, every week, we're going to be bringing somebody else uh, to the mix. Uh, last week, uh, Chuck, if you want to maybe do like a 30-second recap on last week for anybody new that's joining, uh, just on kind of uh, what the takeaways were from, from that last session. So we actually did a, a quick, I think it was like a 60-second video recap of this uh, uh, hour-long um, meeting that we did with Maria Zulai last week. Uh, so you can go on the channel and see that for yourself. It's quick and it's... Uh, it was a great, great um, episode. Basically, the takeaway is to not panic. And obviously, all this is going to pass. So we're going to get back to normal eventually. And uh, now is the time to really prepare yourself, prepare your team, prepare your software, um, do what you need to do. I mean, it's, it's a blessing in the skies to have all this time right now. So um, definitely, if, if you haven't watched the full episode, you should do it, but if you just want to watch the recap, there's a lot of interesting things that we're able to take away. Yeah, exactly. So uh, this week we have, as I mentioned, uh, Maya Vander. Uh, she has blessed us with uh, giving us some some time. I know she's extremely busy. Uh, just announced yesterday, right? Yesterday it went official that you guys are doing season, season two. two. Yeah. yeah, we uh, we finally could say uh, something about season two. Netflix requested us to keep our mouth shut <laughs> for the last couple of months. But yeah, season two is going to air exactly a month, a month from today, like May 22nd. So I'm sure a lot of people, uh, Maya, are interested in, you know, how you even got into real estate. So why don't you take like a minute or two, just kind of share your story, how you got involved and, and how you got into real estate? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a very basic story. Um, my mom was just asking me, why don't you do real estate? Why don't you take your uh, license or, you know, study for it? So I'm like, you know what? That could be a good idea. Uh, no, no real reason. I didn't know much about real estate. And uh, it was way before, well, I think million dollar listing wasn't on yet, maybe. But it was way before I even knew what real estate was about. So I took the class. Uh, and the class and the course, is it's pretty boring. And honestly, they don't teach you anything that's actually in real estate, but I took right. it, I passed the exam. They teach you all the boring stuff. And, um, but somehow I passed the exam, <laughs> first one, first time. And I joined Normand and Associates. Normand and Associates a boutique brokerage high end in, in Beverly Hills. And um, they just told me, okay, like here, you know, your business cards and go find clients. And that's the challenge part, <laughs> to find those clients. Because everybody are a buyer, right? Everybody wants a good deal. But right. uh, <laughs> but then you realize a lot of people are, you know, through the process wasting your time and you have to kind of like uh, go through the ups and downs. And that's why a lot of people in real estate quit after one year, two years, because it's not as easy as you think. But uh, so, I stuck around. So what was that, that moment where you realized that this is, this is your your field. This is where you want to have a career in real estate. What what was that 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 aha moment that you got? I, I think you have to be very passionate about it. Uh, it, it, it meaning going to open houses, 
want to do the open houses on Sunday. Um, just the excitement from doing a transaction, whether if it's a lease, a small condo, or a nice high-end house. If you don't like it and you're not patient enough, then forget it. But I, I love real estate. I, I drive around the streets and I look at like commercial real estate and residential and, uh, residential. and I always like wonder, okay, what are they going to develop here? And I read the real estate news, like the real deal and all that. I'm, I'm very involved and I, I think it's just a passion. So it's very easy to quit. And trust me, so many times I was uh, saying to myself, I'm done with this. I'm done with people wasting my time. And it's like literally, it's like that. But uh, I'm always around because I, I, I just love it. And uh, I think I'm good at it. <laughs> um, but I like what I do. I like what I do with the ups and downs. And so uh, when, you know, when you started obviously uh, getting involved in real estate, how, how soon uh, or, or how long after did, uh, did the show become a thing for you? The, the show? Wow. Yeah, I started real estate uh, seven years ago. So the show was in the making the, in the last three years. So I was already doing real estate for four years. And keep in mind, the first year you barely close and I closed, I think, one, well, I closed my first condo in the first year. Like, that's it which was a very, you know, $350,000 or something. Uh, and it took me one year to close the first deal. So then second year, third year, you kind of like finally get get uh, the hang of it. And the show was in the making and on the talk about three years ago. They shot uh, a demo. Then they got the approval to do a pilot. And, you know, months goes by in the meantime. And then uh, Netflix picked it up. So it's not uh, easy as you think to just do a reality show. Uh, it took a while, yeah. I have a question for you regarding regarding uh, the show and, and the career. Because real estate on TV, it's become such a big part of culture. You know, there's so many TV shows about real estate now. It's just, right. last time I counted, there was 74,000 TV shows just oh, wow. about real estate. <laughs> Um, how would you describe the momentum that it's given you or the boost that it's given your career? Obviously, it's given, you know, a, a, some sort of a boost. Can, can you explain to us or describe what that's like? So, you know, we got a lot of uh, we got a lot of activity from the show as far as uh, people approaching us, getting inspired. I can't tell you I closed the deal yet directly from the show. Yes, people approaching me. But I cannot tell you I closed the deal directly from the show because we were only one season. And the last, you know, it was like a year ago. So I'm hoping with the second and hopefully a third season, we will get, uh, if we get third season, uh, we'll get more of a um, boost career-wise. Because look, it's a real estate show, but it's also a lot of personal stuff. So it's a little yeah. bit different than MDL and obviously the HDTV shows. So I'm hoping me personally to get more business out of it and that's the reason i was doing the show from the beginning clearly you get a lot of other stuff from it like ig and all that but my goal is to do uh more real estate and people approach me on linkedin and send me emails and potential investors and all that but until i'm not going to close directly they'll form the show someone who told me hey i watch your show i want you to do to be my buyer agent or my listing agent it's i think it's still still soon to tell for me at least so I have I have a, a, a follow up question to that. Sure. Um, for any uh, any of our viewers now or future viewers, because you know these this gets recorded, it goes on our channel. So for any viewers that are uh, 
that are watching this that may encounter a unique property or a unique seller that will only consider going on the market with like a big popular household, household name uh, attached to the marketing. Would you be open to be brought in as a co-listing? I'm sure you would, right? Of course. You know, okay. I always like my attitude is always uh, be open-minded. I'm not greedy for commission. If I can uh, call list, definitely. I don't see anything uh, wrong with call list. Yeah, you get less, you get less money, but it's better to get something than zero. So that's my attitude about that. Awesome. Yeah. So you know, you and I have been on a panel before. Um, I think it was in Huntington Beach or, or somewhere over there, but um, you, you obviously have been known for your negotiating tactics. Me? <laughs> yeah, and being a strong negotiator. <laughs> well, I, I, I know that we, we, you spoke a little bit about like negotiating and, and how, how strong you are with the negotiating. And that's one of the things that kind of helps you. But the question is really, do you feel that there is a different type of uh, approach to the business, especially with negotiating? you know, before this whole Corona thing and now during, have you noticed anything different in how you interact with your clients? You know, it's, it's interesting because of also the market, um, you know, look, when I'm, I negotiate for my clients, I'm not, I can't say I'm like aggressive and yelling at any of the sites to, to push for the deal. I explain in a logic way. And if someone, even if you're a seller or a buyer, if it, it's easier to negotiate if you're willing to walk away from the deal. Now I'm dealing with a deal in Miami that it's way, if you hear my baby crying in the background, I'm so sorry. I don't know what my husband is doing. <laughs> I'm like, I leave him for 20 minutes with the baby and it's, this is what happened. Um, <laughs> anyways, okay, my, I'm doing a deal in Miami right now and we negotiated and we, we cut the, down the price pretty well. And the developer was very open-minded to cut the price and, and was very, more flexible. At the same time, I'm, I'm dealing with a deal in, my, in San Francisco and we obviously offer way less. And I told my client it's Corona time, like they, they're probably going to be flexible. And actually they know, they counter us back at full price. So in, in that case, if my client really wants the deal, I mean, there is so much I can do. If the developer is stuck on the price or the seller in that case, I mean, the seller developer, I can negotiate all day long if I want to, but it, it depends on the motivation of the seller. And obviously the motivation of the buyer, um, different markets. I, I would think that now because of the coronavirus, people will be more flexible. The sellers will be more flexible because uh, look, I think it's a great opportunity to buy. But that being said, a lot of people lost their job and, and lost their income. So the pool of the buyers are possibly um, going to slow down. So uh, it depends again on the sides, um, whether if your buyer is motivated or your seller is uh, motivated. Are, are you doing right now live transactions during, uh, have you picked yeah. up any new, new transactions, not ones from before, but any new ones during? This? Yeah, yeah, like three that I'm dealing right now, they all wanna buy because of the, because of the situation. Look, they got the money, uh, some lost the money in the stock. They feel more comfortable uh, investing in real estate. It's, it's an asset. You can see it versus the stock. So, and they know they can probably get a good deal generally, unless the seller is, is very, very uh, strict. So those people, uh, three of them, I'm, I'm dealing with them right now because they know they can take advantage of the market. And, uh, and by the way, I wasn't solicited. Uh, I don't solicit it for business right now. I don't send any emails and, and, and all that stuff because I try to be very careful and gentle with, 
you know, with approaching people at this time because it's it's still a sensitive time. But um, it's 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 clients that, that know me, but they approach me for for the business. And do you have currently a message that you give to any potential sellers that ask you, you know what, Maya, should I even consider selling right now? What, you know, what would you, what would your message be to them? You know, it's hard to, yeah, a lot of sellers are pulling back their listing right now because they hope, okay, in two, three months, it's going to be better for them to, to bring the listing back on the market. But, um, you, you just don't know what the market will be like anyway, in three months, it's actually maybe going to even get worse um and and because of because of the the fact that a lot of sellers are pulling their listing maybe it's actually good to put your listing on the market and just get more attention because people are looking online they have more time to spend and they they, they go they're going to go on zillow or trulia or realtor.com and they're going to look at listings because they just have more time in their hand so i think like definitely list because you just don't know what will be three months from now um, and where we're going to be. So I would, I would just be, or I would just tell them to just list. And then any tips on how, how to list? So let's say you listed the property, but it's very difficult in uh, getting people to go in and look at the properties, especially if the sellers right. are living in the home. Any, anything that your office or that you the only Yeah, about? the only thing you can do is virtual too. Um, if the property is vacant, it, it might be uh, slightly better because you can obviously gear up, keep distance and, and just maybe show one client, but obviously be very safe about it. Um, but virtual tours or, or just videos for now, I think that would be the best uh, way to do it. And, um, and it depends on the house, right? Like, for for my for my pre-construction client it doesn't need to obviously see it because it's still being built so it's easier but if it's a house with furniture and you have to really imagine it's a little bit challenging uh but virtual tours are probably the solution right now so obviously in real estate for some reason and we can see it here also there's a lot of moms in real estate and you have a beautiful growing family how do you manage everything the real estate, the transactions, the TV show. I don't. Family. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you know what? Uh, look, real estate is flexible, but 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 have to be also available for showing and stuff. So when I was doing uh, the show in LA, I obviously can't be with my baby all the time because I'm filming. So I did hire a, a part-time nanny, but I was for a couple of hours for the for the filming uh, here in uh, Miami. Right before my son just turned one and right before the virus started, I literally just put him in part-time daycare just in the morning for a few hours because I wanted to go look at properties, doing showing and try to maximize my time between 9 a.m. till 2. But three weeks, I felt some freedom in the morning. <laughs> and then the virus, uh, obviously, we closed down and now we are home with my husband and, and um, my baby. So I think the goal is... Um, once well i'm gonna have another baby next month so it's gonna to be tough to do it all with a newborn um my in-laws will come they will help me but yes it's hard to do it all um unless i'm hiring full-time nanny which i'm not going to it's it you have to somehow manage the time i'm trying to do everything i can um right now with my baby at home and obviously emails and contracts and phone calls and my husband is here to help but uh yeah it's 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 a challenge I mean, look, and I don't want to have a nanny full-time either because I, I want to enjoy my son and my newborn that's coming coming up. 
but I think once my, my newborn, maybe part-time, I'll get part-time someone for a couple of hours just so I can have a little flexibility for showings and uh, time management, it will be good. It's, it's not easy. Yeah. So for anybody that maybe hasn't uh, seen, uh, you know, season one of Selling Sunset, um, can you tell us a little bit of, you know, what the show is about and then maybe some sneak peeks on uh, season two? Yeah. So, so Selling Sunset, uh, the creator of Selling Sunset was doing uh, back in the days, The Hills. I don't know if you guys are familiar with The Hills on MTV. It was a huge show, successful. So he, it's the same creator, Adam. So Selling Sunset is a mix of The Hills, a little bit of million dollar listing. So yes, you have real estate, but you also have a lot of personal stuff. So season one was um, kind of like getting to know all of us and in, in obviously doing some real estate uh, transactions, but uh, getting to know all the characters. We are six girls and the twin brothers, Jason and Brett, they own the brokerage. Uh, they're very, very successful. And um, so that was season one. We had eight episodes, a little bit of crazy drama at the end, but you know, I think that drama got us to season two. Uh, unfortunately, you know, it's that's what sells and that's what people like to watch. Season two, um, it's it's I like I love the episodes. I, I think it's also like a good mix with real estate, but you also get to know us again and and, and fam get familiar with us again. So it's 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 the perfect mix between the hills and million dollar listing, and same same for season two. So a little bit more juiciness in season two. Okay, when is it coming out? I can't say much more, unfortunately. <laughs> I might get sued. <laughs> um, May twenty second. May 22nd. Okay. Um, I, I look forward to it personally. Um, Chuck, I'll let you jump in. You have any questions before we open it well, up to everyone? I'm going to actually uh, see if anybody else had questions either here from Zoom or um, on YouTube. This is... Okay. Uh, this so is I, see, uh, I see Jessica waving her hand. I'm, I'm keeping everybody muted just so that there's no background noise, but I'll go ahead and unmute. If you have a question, either do the... Uh, a little reaction uh, thumbs up and I'll unmute you. Uh, but Jessica, go ahead. Hi, Maya. How are you? Hi. Hi. Um, so I had a question. Um, so I'm also a mom of four. And, wow. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but I've been in the business. Uh, I do mortgages. I've been in the business for years. How did you manage in such a short period of time to uh, get such a big um, clientele or, um, you know, so, so get a nice pipeline in such a short period of time? Because like you said, in the first year, you just, you closed one condo. Yeah. So how, did that, so, how did that happen for you? Yeah. yeah. So, and, and it's still, you know, with real estate, you're always prospecting, right? So for me, like I did everything. I did a little bit of everything. In the beginning, I did a lot of open houses. Like literally every Sunday I was doing an open house. And I used to go out and network a lot. And everybody, they just start talking to me. I hand them uh, my business card. Uh, then obviously Facebook it was around, Facebook was starting to be big at the time. It was seven years ago. So I guess Facebook was around. So a little bit of advertisement on Facebook, trying to uh, build a decent website. So I did everything and I also invest me personally uh, in Zillow and Trulia and that got me good results because um, 
oddly enough, like most of my transactions are not necessarily from like sphere of influence and my friends. Actually, they are from people that never met me. So yeah, weird. <laughs> my friends don't trust me. No, but uh, they probably don't want to show me how much they have in their bank account. No, but that's, Zillow, that's usually the problem. Yeah, I, I first I took it personal, but now I'm like, forget it. Um, but for me, for me, online, online marketing worked the best. And by the way, I used to go door knock three times a week for four years. Like I, I probably door knock every neighborhood in LA. Maybe not the valleys. Yeah, I door knock and uh, bring material, but it didn't get me a good result. Uh, maybe it was my script, but um, so for me online, I would say Zillow actually worked the best for me. Yeah. Can you, do you mind diving in a little bit deeper, maybe giving some, some uh, tips on, on that specifically, the online with Zillow? Zillow? You know. Yeah, because a lot of people say, and by the way, for mortgage, I know they collaborate with mortgage brokers too. Uh, you have agent and then you can have your preference uh, broker. Um, with Zillow for me, look, you get a lot of leads and a lot of them are not, not I wouldn't say they're not good leads, but they contact other agents or they already have an agent. Uh, the key is to follow up. Not, 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 don't bug them too much. Don't be desperate, but follow up a couple of times because it takes time for a buyer. Uh, the, the deal I'm doing right now, for instance, that's a buyer actually from Zillow that I approached me a year ago. So you're talking about one year. Um, but I, I think it's uh, the case to be consistent, stay engaged, engage as much as you can with those leads. Don't forget them. Uh, and, and try to narrow down. Some of them will waste your time. And I, I had a bunch of those that wasted my time. But then, you know, if you have like 10 wasting your time, you have maybe one who is not wasting your time and that's already worth it. So I think the co consistency is the key. Um, but prior to Zillow, to Zillow, I used to go to a lot of networking uh, events and and I, I got, I don't, I don't wanna, well, I don't wanna say the name, but maybe it was it was published back then. But anyway, some some um, famous guy I met in, uh, in a restaurant and I gave him a business card and, I sold him a house, but it's not as easy. It's not happen every every time. And now when I have kids, I can't just go out in a restaurant and sit in a bar. It's just not gonna probably happen. So my approach now will be obviously online, still Zillow and, 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 and online marketing and probably more like the mom groups. I'm gonna try to, to, to tap into that niche and network, you know, once my son, go, my son goes to daycare with the parents and all that and, and just maybe mom groups. So that would be another good way to meet people in organic way um, versus more um, attacking someone for business. So we have uh, somebody on YouTube. I'm seeing that we have a question from Mike Angel. Uh, first, he says, Maya Vander, love you on the show. Thank you. And then he asks, what are some mistakes? What are some of the mistakes you wish you could have avoided? All the people wasted my time. <laughs> no, um, you know, I'm, when I started on this, I'm very naive. Like I trust everybody, everybody gonna buy, everybody gonna sell. But uh, I, I think I could have narrowed down um, my time and especially when I was single with, with men. Not saying I, I, I was gonna go on a date with them, but uh, you know, happy hours, lunch, like hopefully they will give me some business and a lot of them just wasted my time. So I wish I could avoid that. And um, maybe also sit in open houses that I, I know the area of very well and feel more comfortable sitting in an open house um, that I'm familiar with versus just be all over the place. So I wish I could have done that, just be more focused on, on specific area.
Okay. Does anybody else uh, see Stacy raising your hand? Hang on, let me unmute. Hey, Stacey. Hi, Maya. Hi, Maya. Hi, Hi Stacy. Uh, what do you feel is the difference between selling real estate in Miami and LA? Good question. <laughs> um, so Miami has a lot of condos. Price point is usually lower than LA, but you're also talking about a lot of people who buy in second home. So therefore they are less emotional and they just want a cool unit in a nice building and they don't drive you around and drive you crazy because in LA they want to buy in Brentwood, but they only can afford Woodland Hills. Mm -hmm. So you drive around for one year, you show them 50 properties and then they decided they decide to rent. <laughs> or so I, I, yeah, right, I right. feel like in LA, yeah, it, it, people, and, and you know, also in, in Miami, I guess Zillow works for me better in Miami because uh, people don't have that local agent who, who, you know, the cousin is an agent and, and, and all that uh, because they are from overseas or from New York or Canada. So it's, uh, LA, is, uh, LA, you know, like you have to be in a certain market and everybody have an agent and the cousin and the brother and the, the neighborhood specialist. And again, you drive around and um, people don't know what they want because, you know, they have like a nice, I call it always champagne taste with a beer budget. So I think that's the difference. I think I wasted more time showing properties around LA than Miami. Nice. Well. But that being said, I also, but you know what, but look, every, every condo in LA, the, sorry to say, but the shittiest one is half a million dollars. So in Miami, I showed condo for 250,000. So, um, you know, you, you take the pros and the cons because LA is a stable market and uh, mm -hmm. it's, it, it's good to do business in LA, but it, it's just hard, I think. I think Stacy is asking because somewhere deep down, she wants to do business <laughs> in Miami also. Oh, really? Miami. <laughs> you know, people underestimate Miami. Yeah, you can go to live and party if you want until 3 a.m. But I think Miami is a lot of cool... Um, cool places and you can also be you know like have a normal life in Miami you don't have to go crazy and it reminds me of Israel too it's hot it's humid and I like it yeah I think Hi, everybody on the zoom has been to Israel actually looking at here I've been to Israel with a few of you guys except for yeah. Michelle it looks like <laughs> um, uh, do we have anyone else on on zoom or on YouTube that'd like to ask a question Rosaline, are you? There you go. Hey, Rosaline. Hi, how are you? Hi, Rosaline. Hi. Um, so I'm also a mom of four boys. Good for you guys. I was like, okay, I'm gonna have two, then maybe three, but no, I have to have a one-year break because I literally I'm, I'm back to back with pregnancies. <laughs> well, you, you might have twins, so you'll end up. With four. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you don't know what you have. I'm having a girl, so I have a boy at home. And I'm having a girl do next month, and then I'm gonna take one year break, and then we'll see. <laughs> Send me a recipe for a girl, cause cause I have four boys. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, I work with the uh, new construction uh, clients and with the uh, uh, first time buyers, and now I'm getting a lot of uh, attention from homeowners that would like to sell their home. Like Perfect. I did like three years ago and I'm still following up with her. And now I did a follow up because 
we don't have nothing else to do. And I told her that we can do coming soon um, campaign. Yeah. But my question to you, what do you recommend? Like, I believe in the coming soon to put it in coming soon rather than put it on the MLS and to, you know, just reduce the price because I feel that buyers right now taking advantage of the COVID-19. Definitely. Buyers will take advantage and they will try to lowball. You know, I tried coming soon on Zillow uh, with a property uh, like two years ago with a condo. It was right before New Year. So we, all, so we, we wanted to do the same. We didn't want to lose the days on the market. Uh, I didn't generate any business from coming soon. That being said, maybe now because people are more online, you might get a buyer actually, and you, you might be able to pick one and double end both sides. Um, you can try that. I don't think it's, it's going to hurt. And maybe two weeks from now, three weeks from now, you can reevaluate where the market is. I mean, yes, you can, you can list it because people are looking online and, and still engaging with real estate. It's, it's a good time. But yes, the, the, the risk is you might lose days on the market at the same time because obviously we cannot do open houses and, and personal show and only virtual tour. Um, and it depends what, what's the condition of the house. But um, you can try coming soon for two, three weeks if you get any activity on it. Maybe do some email blast. You know, I've been yes. getting a lot of email blasts off market, not on the MLS yet, because for some reason there is something psychology with people. Oh, it's not on the MLS. It's, it's off market. Nobody knows about it. Uh, so you can try off market uh, email. And then if you get nothing, then already, you know, three, three weeks, four weeks goes by. Then maybe we're in a better place uh, a month from now. I heard California is going to be in a shutdown until the 15th. So maybe... Uh, hopefully you can we can resume business uh, right after. So yeah, you you could do the Zillow um, the Zillow um, coming soon and then email blast. I would try maybe first. No, I will do that. And then By you the can way. and then then it shows your seller that you're trying to do, to market it off market. And hey, if you're not getting anything, then you're not you didn't lose much. You didn't lose the momentum. Uh, by the way, Zillow coming soon works very well. Uh, really? Sold two new construction off market, like through coming soon in Zillow. Because I was trying it one, like I was trying it two years ago, and I think they just started the coming soon. Maybe it was three years ago, and I got nothing. <laughs> but um, but maybe now people are more looking at it because, yeah, they they want the off market um, property. By the way, uh, the MLS in LA. They are now, because of COVID, not counting days on market. So you have to actually call them or email them for your personal listing, but it'll still say the date that it was listed. So any agent that goes on can see that it was listed March 30th or whatever date it was listed, but the actual buyers only see day on DOM as one. So oh, that's I, good. Have, I have a couple listings that I put on while this is happening. And um, if you search them, it only looks like it's on the market for one day. So Stacy says, yeah. And let me ask a question to Stacy since we're all talking. So you put your listings right now. Do you see any activity? Do, do agents contact you? Yes. So I work with a lot of builders. My, my business is a lot of also like a uh, sphere of influence and friends. So I have um, three properties on the market. And for the, probably the first like three weeks, I got a lot of calls of people that yeah. wanted me to send virtual tours and photos, um, which I was 
obviously happy to do. And just this week alone is my first week that I'm actually getting calls to have private showings. And I had a private showing yesterday and I have a second follow-up showing tonight. So, I mean, you never know. Um, and yeah. my, my properties that are vacant that are under construction, um, I'm lucky that my builders are understanding the market and have been in the market for a long time. So they're willing to kind of take a little bit of a lower price. So I'm advertising things that if you buy it now before it's finished, it's going to be a million three seventy five. When we go on the market, when this is over, we're going on the market probably at a million four seventy five. And that's my builders are willing to take a little less if somebody were to go in right now. Right. So that's kind of just like a little key point. Um, we also have a program here called TAN top Asian network. So they've changed the filter for TAN that you're not allowed to market off market listings because I guess that's changing May 1st, but you can put your, it's called a secret listing or a silent listing. You can put what your property is and then agents that have buyers can, can see if they have somebody that matches that and then they'll send you an email. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Very interesting. Big thing here. Um, what else? What else? We should probably. Um, you're you're a little you're a little laggy. Just I am. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, but uh, the, does anybody else have uh, any final questions? We're getting on the forty minute mark here, so I do want to respect everybody's time, especially Maya. Uh, who's you know graced us with? Uh, well, they have four, they have four kids. <laughs> they sound way more busy than I am. <laughs> when you have four kids, you want to escape to these kind of Zoom meetings, right? <laughs> so, uh, if nobody else has any other questions, uh, I want to thank Maya for taking the time today to sharing with us a little bit about uh, your world and what you're doing. Um, it was uh, great to see you again and hear from you again. And uh, I wanna thank everybody for joining. We're gonna be putting this, uh, this recording on YouTube after the session is over. Uh, next week, we're gonna do it at the same place, same time, have a, a new surprise guest. And uh, thank you everybody for joining. Again, Maya, thank you so much. Thank you everyone, stay safe. <laughs> stay right, safe, thanks. Maya. Bye. Bye.